Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. All right, I pray that everyone had a good week. We're all happy that we're all here gathered together, but we must always keep in mind that, that though this is, we have not been around one another for an entire week, this is still the Lord's Day, and we still have time to, to fellowship with one another after, um, after we spend time with the Lord first. So let us um, keep in mind that, 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 that let's put the, the Lord in the forefront of our minds that we may um, dwell with one another afterwards. Amen? Amen. All right. So without further ado, let us um, open with a silent word of prayer. Amen. Happy Sabbath once again. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I say praise God for, for us making it into um, another week, another, well, through another week into another Sabbath. And it's a great blessing that um, we are all here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Especially um, my wife and I have been through a few trials and and tribulations this week, but praise God we are all here. Um, but nonetheless, the Lord has, has blessed us greatly in the abundance of light that he has shown unto us. And to bring our minds back to, to the topic that the Lord has been showing us for a, a few months now is the, the 2300. Amen. And an understanding of the 2300 and what it entails for each and every one of our salvations. Amen. Amen. So we, we understand that the 2300, it dealt with 2300 literal days. Amen. Well, I'm sorry, prophetic days, literal prophetic days. It's 2300 years from 457 to 1844. Amen. Amen. And in that time, we had a, 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 a great amount of events that took place within this. We had the trotting down. We had the, um, the, our Father, not our Christ, moving from the holy into the most holy. We had the key of the 2300, which is um, Christ being placed upon the cross and going through his, his, his one week. So um, with that, the, the, the great important truths of our salvation is encompassed within the 2300. Amen? And, and I said I was going to say this in my last presentation, in this presentation. So what, was, what is the whole great controversy about? If, if, we, if any of us remember, what is the, 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 the main point of the great controversy? It's one three-letter word. Begins with an S. Sin. Sin. Amen. Yes, thank you. Sin. The whole, the whole great controversy is, is about sin and how man is to be saved from sin. Amen? And how we are to re be redeemed and brought back to the state in which we were and then even higher. Amen? So that should be the, the point in which we, we dwell upon the most. How we are to be brought back into the state of which Adam left. Amen? And the whole 2300 teaches us how how that work is to be done, how Christ came, showed forth his character in opposition to Christ's character, I mean, how he, in opposition to Satan's character, and how he defeated Satan and cast him down, how he bruised him, how he afflicted him, and how he rose to the throne and went before the Father. Amen? Amen? So, um, okay, yeah, so an understanding of the 2300 is also is also um, 
mixed with an understanding of the sanctuary. Because to understand one, you need the other. You need the types to bring you to the anti-type. More, amen, yes, Koa, to the anti-type. It brings you to the anti-type. And the anti-type of all, the, um, all of the Old Testament was Christ on earth. Okay? So all the types bring you to Christ. And Christ points you to the cross. And by him pointing you to the cross, it points you to how you are to be saved, thus being redeemed back to whom? Christ. Amen. The Father. Amen. How to be redeemed back to the Father. So the great import and the great burden that's, that's upon me at this moment is to identify the flaws that are within each and every one of our um, characters, within each and every one of our garments. Amen. Because the garment that we are supposed to have on is Christ's character. It's that garment that was given unto Joseph of many colors, all the aspects of Christ. And he's clothed and, and crowned with charity because that's the bond of perfection. So, so all, of our, all of our bodies must be clothed with this character, with this garment. So beginning with um, Daniel 8 at the top of the notes. It says, um, then I heard one, hate, one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation, to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? And he said unto me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So the reason I, I read the word sacrifice in there is because I'm not focusing on the... the um, the prophetic days of the 2300, but I'm pulling out the, the principles of what the 2300 is, is speaking of. Because as we said, the 2300 is based upon the, um, the types. And the types teaches us that in um, the daily ministration, that, that daily you are to be confessing your sins and putting away these sins until the time uh, appointed or the day of atonement comes where the Lord does a full cleansing and, and, and judges those who have been putting away and doing the work of, of sacrifice himself. Because Paul says that how does he die? Daily. He dies daily. So he is daily confessing his sins before the Father. He is daily, um, he is daily putting away of his errors, of the, of the cultivated and hereditary traits that brought him um, to the point of killing Christ and kicking against the pricks. Amen? Amen. All right. So 1 Corinthians 15, 31, it says, it said thus. So next quote, it says, As a priest, morning and evening, entered the holy place at the time of incense, the daily sacrifice was ready to be offered upon the altar in the court without. Um, next quote, it says, The angel is represented... Okay, yes, the angel is represented as flying through the midst of heaven with a roll in his hand on, on which are written the deeds of our, of our what? Of our daily life. It says, God bears long with the children of men, but there is a, a time coming where he will do what? He will cease to bear with them. There's, there's going to be a time where he was going to put an end to all these things. And the Lord is bringing us to that time because as we... As we saw that the 2300, it ends with, it ends with the judgment. It, the 2300 leads you right into this judgment. The cleansing of the sanctuary leads you to being judged. Judged by who? By the Lord. So th this is why this is, is so important. Because an understand, the Lord is bringing us through this understanding so that he can prepare us to be judged before the Lord. Amen? Okay. All right. So... Daniel 9:24. It says, "70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to do what? Ends of transgression. Okay, and to make an end of sin. Uh-huh, to make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in to seal up the vision and prophecy. And to anoint what? To okay. Okay, so these six steps is what must be um, applied to us. We must, because these are step by step, how the Lord is going to bring us through, how he brings us um, down to the most holy so that we can represent the most holy here on earth. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, because because Job, he was perfect in, in all things as well, right? Yeah. And he was a representative of Christ on earth in his time. Amen? So, so he was brought through tests and trials so that he can represent Christ the most holy. So all through the book of Job, you're seeing how one is to, how one is to do that very same thing in anointing the most holy. Amen? All right. Now, H-E-V-I, it says, just reading the bold, it says, In 1844 came light regarding the, the sanctuary in heaven. They understood the meaning of the cleansing of the sanctuary and of the judgment hour. So already they're brought together, the, the cleansing of the sanctuary and the judgment. It says, here was an essential, here was an essential, a key feature of the message of the message to be born. So this is why it's so important. The cleansing of the sanctuary and the judgment are key features of the message. Amen? They are to be, they are to be poured out upon us that we may pour it upon on, on the little children, our spiritual children, those who, those who come into the faith. Amen? All right, so... Jump into um, MS 141 under the definitions of transgression, sin, and iniquity. It says, what is sin? It says, sin is the transgression of the law in acting out, in acting out his principles. It says, his principles, the man of sin, exalting himself above all that is, cre is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. So sin is the acting out of the principles of Satan. It's the, is acting out the, the spirit of Satan. That's why Christ, in speaking to the Pharisees, he can say, You you are of your, the Father, you are of your father, the devil, because he can see that the spirit of Satan was working through them. And same thing with Peter. He did not know what manner in which he was speaking of because it was the sin that was within Peter's heart that was, that was speaking up against Christ. Amen? So we have to look out for those very same spirits that are within us because it is those spirits who war and fight against our maker. Those are the things that can bar us from, um, from entering into the pearly gates because... Um, Last presentation, I says, it is only us that inhibit us from entering into the kingdom. We stop ourselves from entering into, um, entering into the, the, the abode of the Lord. All right. All right, next quote, 2SM 352. It says, for thousands of years, Satan has, has been experimenting upon the, the properties of the human mind, and he has learned to know it well. But his subtle workings in these last days, by his subtle workings in these last days, he is linking the human mind with his own, imbuing it with his thoughts. And he is doing this work in so deceptive a manner that those who accept his guidance know not that, that they are being led by him at his will. The great deceiver hopes so to confuse the minds of men and women that none but his voice will be heard. And this is a, this is a scary thought, that a lot of the things that, that we are doing, we don't know that we are acting out the will of, of Satan. And that, that is, that's a fearful thing. That's why when, when we try to, to justify ourselves or, or speak against the, the reprover, we, do, we don't know what manner of spirit in which we are doing this in. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. And trying to, uh, he's because he's he's trying to do the same thing that, that Christ wants to do. Christ wants to imbue us with His Spirit, while He's trying to also at the same time imbue us with with a satanic, demonic um, 
spirit and in trying to inhibit us from from doing um, the Lord's will. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That same spirit of disobedience. Yeah. And Amen. As it it is gonna ultimately block you, because it's and many don't look at it as simple as as that of just um, obedience and disobedience. It's just just simple obedience would would put a smile upon the Lord's face and bring you in favor with the Lord. So it's just it really is like that simple. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. And that's that's nice because I'm going right into those those very things. But um, oh yes, and like you you also brought up that everything has a has a beginning. Everything has a beginning. Even the sins that that we commit. And we have to see where the, the beginning of it lies so that we could pluck up that, 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 um, that root. That beginning of it is where we are to remove that, 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 um, that sin within our hearts that we can make an end of sin. So, huh? Amen. Yeah, you have to face it because we, we all have to come face to face with who? With death, with Satan. We all have to come face to face with that spirit. That, that is in each and every one of us. Next quote from PTUK, April 11th, 1895. Let's read in the bowl. It says, The spirit of Rome is but the spirit of what? Everybody following? The of Amen. The spirit of human nature and the devil. So, so, the, the spirit of, just like, um, just like Christ, all of his children would have his spirit and, and their humanity, this mingling of humanity and divinity, so, de- so Satan wants to do the very same thing. He wants to mix human nature with his spirit, which is this, which is sin. It says, and so the evolution of the work of, of Reformation has presented strange inconsistencies, and yet, and yet perhaps not strange when we remember the gross darkness which the long rule of, uh, of the papacy has cast over the earth. So, so this, this, this Roman spirit has to um, be shunned from our, our very existence. So now let's go into what these, these spirits actually entail. And, and I like Matthew 5 and, and Matthew 6 because it gives you a, a, a nice um, breakdown of what these, these, um, these things actually, actually are. Showing where the stem of, of these things started and how it transcends into its full out act. Because as, um, as Christ was teaching, the difference... There's only one difference between the thought and the action. 
And the difference between a, the thought of, of one thing and the action of it is just opportunity. Whether the opportunity arises in, it, in, in itself or, or not. Because if a person lusts after someone else's car and he really wants that car and he's looking at the car and watching someone drive it back and forth from home to work all the time, if that opportunity arises for that person to, to just snatch that, that car away, the person lusting after it, once consumed with that, with that, with that emotion, would act upon that very, that very thought. So the difference between the two is just opportunity. Because we've already heeded to um, the thoughts of the enemy, so it's only when, when Satan is allowed to bring that circumstance around that we would um, heed to it. So I'm have. Starting with um, Michelle, we'll go around with each one of the, um, the, the points, the bowls, the headings. Okay, so the, the beginning, the beginning of killing is anger. is anger. So anger, simple anger, leads to killing because you've already done that work of killing that that person within your heart. See how? And if we look at these, just these simple emotions or these simple thoughts within our minds we would be able to lead them to, their, to their, their end result. And the end result is, 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 is what we look at as something that's, that's so grand and big. But we must see that from the very beginning, that is what we're doing. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I was saying we have to to be angry in within our hearts with our brother. It yes, it what I'm saying yes, it does lead to that. But we must see it at, a, at its culmination. The culmination is to kill because, uh, like Cain and Abel, Cain was angry with his brother, and it led him to kill him. Right. When a, when a spouse sees a, another spouse in, in, in um, being in, in infidelity, right? A lot of them, it goes into a, a kind of blind rage, and they end up killing the, um, the spouse, amen? Yeah. And that happens often in, in, our, in our day. So because of that anger, it leads you to that, that culmination, leads you to that, that end. But we must see the end from the what? From the beginning. This is the beginning. We have to see it. We have to see the end from the very beginning, from that very first inclination of that, that wrong. Amen. Next reader. Okay, go ahead. Therefore, 
All right, love. Okay, so what does lust bring you to? Okay, next. Next, um, next point. Next reader. Okay. All right, next one for retaliation. We have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, for whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him. All right. So we are also not to retaliate because retaliate retaliation does the, the very same thing. It it it, it um, we we heed to the evils that is within our hearts to to retaliate against um against the Lord. Amen. Because the Lord says that vengeance belongs to who? It belongs to him. So if we if we um, retaliate and take things into our hands, we are we are robbing God of that of 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 an honor that's due due only to Him. Retaliation belongs unto the Lord. Next um next section. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why then do you... And why take? And why take ye... Thought for raiment. Consider the lilies of the field, how they, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he much, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Okay, so... So worrying brings us even lower than the lilies, than um, than lilies and and the creatures that the Lord has 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 made. 
because if they don't worry of, uh, for, for their meat and their raiment, why should we have to worry for, for those things? And we are to be uh, above those things and, and have dominion over them. But we put ourselves beneath them by worrying and, and, and having no faith in how the Lord is to care for, um, for, our, for our body, the very crown and pinnacle of his, of his creation. Go ahead. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. These are very um, simple things that 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 uh, that are written in, in God's word, but they they are the simplest things are always overlooked. But is but with the Lord, it's the simple things that confound the the wise and and. Because they confound the wise, it brings to my mind that, it, that they are also of great importance. Because they are so simple, they are overlooked because of their simplicity. Christ was overlooked because he was a simple man. Moses was overlooked because he was a simple man. Enoch, Elijah, John, he, John ate simple and he dressed simple. So because of that, they all were men that were overlooked. But they are men at, that we are to aspire to. So even in God's words, these simple things that, that, we, that we may look past are things that we are to hold, hold fast onto. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It affects your digestion yeah. even while you're worrying. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. But let's continue. It says, the great day of execution of God's judgment seemed to have come. And this, this is, is soon to be the, the, the topic that, um, that we're going to be going over, this, this judgment, because the Lord is bringing us to a closer and better understanding of it. It says, 10,000 times 10,000 um, were assembled before a, a large throne, upon which was seated a person of majestic appearance. It says several books were before him, and upon the cover of each of each was written the letters of gold, which seemed like a burning flame of fire, the ledger of heaven. It says one of these books con- containing the names of those who claim to believe the truth. So it it um in the book it contains our names because we claim to believe the truth. Amen. So if we claim to believe the truth, then this thing is pertaining to us, pertaining to each and every one of us who claim the name of, of the Lord. It says, was, was then open. Immediately, I lost sight of the countless millions about the throne, and only those who were professedly children of the light and of the truth engaged my attention. As these persons were named one by one, their good deeds mentioned, their countenances would light up with a holy joy that was reflected in every direction. But this did not seem to rest upon my mind with the greatest force. Next quote, 241, paragraph 4. It says, Another book was opened wherein were recorded the, the sins of those who profess the truth. Under the general heading of selfishness came every, came every other sin. There were also headings over every column. Underneath these, opposite each name, were recorded 
in their respective columns the lesser sins. So we have lesser sins and then we have greater sins. So selfishness will be one of these, these greater sins that is a heading over, over all others. And under them, we have all the sins that we, that we, may, that we may have looked, looked away from, thinking little of these, of these acts. It says, under covetousness was what? You all following? Yeah. It says, under covetousness came falsehood, falsehood and what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and avarice. It says, under ambition came pride and extravagance. Jealousy stood at the head of malice, envy, and hatred. And intemperance headed a long list of fearful crimes, such as lasciviousness, idolatry, indulgence of animal passions, etc. It says, as I beheld, I was filled with inexpressible anguish and exclaimed, who can be saved? Who will stand justified before God, whose robes are spotless? Whose robes are spotless? Who are faultless in the sight of a pure and holy God? Because of these lesser sins, the Lord sees the, the greater sins that we are actually committing. Because in the last six of the commandments, actually in all the commandments, it shows the, the great outward sin. But she says that the law covers all of these things, even in, in the, the one words of not killing, committing adultery, not coveting, it covers all these lesser sins. Can I have a reader for the next, the next quote? Beginning with now. Continue. Fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness are but different forms of the practice of adultery. As Jesus said, ye have heard that it was said to them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Okay, so... So Christ, in that last paragraph, he touched upon the, the beginning of adultery and the end of adultery, which is the, the actual final act. That's, that final act is the, the making and end of sin. You've brought the sin all the way down to its culmination, all the way down to its end. And the Lord is trying to teach us that kill off the sin right at the beginning. Before you can bring it to its end, take it away from the very beginning, from lust from as you lust, do not um, bring yourself to fully committing adultery. If you are, um, yes, if you are angry, don't bring it to the end of killing your brother. If you are lusting, don't bring it to the end of stealing or, yes, or, or, or theft. And, and if you are envious, don't, bring, don't show forth your, your hatred because of, because of this jealousy. Understood? Make an end to sin. That's what um, Daniel 9.24 is saying. Make an end to the sin. Put an end to it. Don't bring it to its, its full culmination. Go ahead, Em. Um, sin always begins as a thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then if we don't resist that thought, then it will culminate and manifest itself into action full-blown. Yes. As I was, was brought up earlier, the only difference between the thought and the action is the opportunity to commit that thought, to perform that thought and bring it to its, its culmination. I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they might not have thought about it earlier that yeah. day because they saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, 
you, and, and just like that, the full beginning, they lost it after what may have been within that, that, that woman's purse or that man's car and the wallet or so forth. But, and then and Satan just lures the opportunity right before that person's face. And because they have, they've lost it, because Ellen White says that, that Satan has, has studied, um, studied, I think the, the, the studied human nature for, for years because he's had 6,000 years to study the human nature. And all our lives, for like myself, he's been studying my, uh, my mannerisms, my words, all the things that I do for 35 years. So when it comes to, oh, what he wants to catch me in, he can say, oh, I could just dangle this one thing in front of him. And just how he's looking at it, I can tell he's already heeding to it. So let me open up the door. Let me change the circumstance so that this opportunity can present itself. And then, boom, I got him. Mm-hmm. But our Heavenly Father sees you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then all those 20 years that you've been doing it now falls, falls upon you. Because it's, it's, um, it's always strange in the world. Right when someone gets caught with something, then all the evidences of all those past years now comes up. And, uh, and, and like they say, and, and the, the courts throw the book at them. All the all the uh, the evidences just rolls right out, and now all these things are coming upon them because Satan has led them down this road and just racked up a whole bunch of evidence against that person. So this is that's the understanding of the twenty three hundred is, is how the Lord is is giving us a key to understanding sin. He wants us to understand sin so that we can make an end of the sin from the very beginning, from the very thought, like, like Emily said, because it begins in the mind. Because the body is not something, our literal bodies is not something that's going to transcend into the kingdom of God, because He gives us a body at the end. It is our character, our, our thoughts. These are the things that's going to transcend and be placed into another body that is, that is going to be brought into the kingdom of God. Amen? Okay. Okay, idolatry. Idolatry is having is is the having of other gods before the Lord. And anything that in the estimation of anyone stands to him before the Lord is an idol. And he who so allows such a thing is an idolater. Perhaps the clearest and most comprehensive statement of what idolatry is uh, what is idolatry is that by John Love not the world, neither the, the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is, is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. forever. As expressed by James, it is, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The world, which it, with its ways, is not of God, but is of Satan. For it is written, the whole world lieth in, in the wicked one, and it is the God of this world who blinds the minds of, of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is, who is the image of God, should shine up um, unto them. Accordingly, any way of this world that is followed by anyone is preferred to the way of God that is idolatry to that person, and he is a idolater. So anything that we put before doing um, the Lord, doing the Lord's work, and what the Lord bids us to do is an idol. Doesn't matter what it is, our husbands, our wives, our our computers, our work, whatever it may be, once that's preferred before the Lord, it's an idol, and it must be cast down. Okay, continuing on. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna jump over witchcrafts. So those those two paragraphs, paragraph six and seven. We'll go to six seventeen, paragraph one. It says hatred being the opposite of love. It says all the following named works of the flesh, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, are but variations of, of, of it. So all those things culminate in just hatred. So we can look at it in its pieces where if we're striving with one another, we're, we're um, performing this hatred for our brethren. Or we could look at it as if we hate someone, then we're doing all those, those lesser things as, as well. It says, it says, just as we have seen that fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness are simply various forms of idolatry, so the commandment which says, thou shalt not kill, and which in that forbids hatred, which is, which is in itself murder. So hatred is murder. In the eyes of the Lord, in the Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt not kill. It doesn't say thou shalt not hate, but in saying thou shalt not kill, we've already, by hating our brother, we've fallen under that category. That is how we are breaking the law, because the, the Ten Commandments covers all these things. So in the commandments, is looked at as just killing. Hatred is just killing. Okay, next, um, next quote it says, however, it is well to look at each of these words that we may get a, get as clear a view as the, the possible of the subtlety and deceitfulness of sin in the works of the flesh of the flesh. So we're deceived in thinking that it doesn't culminate to what the law actually says, because we think, oh, I'm not killing, I'm not. I'm not committing adultery, I, I'm, I'm honoring the Sabbath, but if you break one, you break how many? All. You break all. So, so even in these minor sins, it's all, we're all just ultimately breaking the Sabbath, and we do it every single day. But we think by coming to church on a Sabbath and sitting with, um, with everyone in, in, in the church that we're, not, that we're honoring the Sabbath, but we honor it in what we all do throughout the, the week. It says this, because few persons realize that they hate a person unless they actually do regard them with a strong and passionate dislike or aversion or with extreme ill will. It says, but when there is born in mild the principle that the law of God is forbidding, forbidding the ultimate act of evil, evil forbids the very imaginations of the thought, which, if carried out, could possibly lead to the ultimate act. See, that's where the opportunity comes in. It says, and when it is born in, the, in mind that, according to the Lord's own definition, to hate a person or to speak ill of a person is to break the commandment that says, says what? Thou shalt not kill. Then it can be easily understood that hatred can be indulged without the direct an extreme ill will and aversion to, to the presence or even the thought or the, the, the person hated, which alone is commonly recognized as hatred. It says variance, actually. We're going to jump over some of these for time, but I think we should really read over this, um, this passage. It's a very nice passage that breaks down, actually, yeah, that breaks down all the, the, um, the sins that we commit each and every day. Okay, 617, paragraph 5, beginning with emulation. It says, emulation is a love of superiority, desire or ambition to equal or excel others. 
So putting yourself first. It says the desire and the resulting endeavor to, to equal or surpass another or others in some quality, attainment, or achievement. It says it is, it is the expression of sheer love of self-superiority and an ability to endure the thought that another should be superior. The original word is literally jealousy. So emulation uh, is just jealousy. Only you, God can do that because it's literally no, no one's superior to him. Yep. Yeah. That's why he is, he says he is one of the reasons why he says he is a jealous God. His name is jealous. Jealousy. Because there's yeah. no one above God. Yeah. There is no Even equal. Yes. Amen. It says, and in other translations, it is so rendered. And the declaration of the word of God as to jealousy is that it is that it is cruel, that it is as cruel as the grave. Its synonym is envy. And envy is a feeling of uneasiness, mortification, or discontent, excited by the contemplation of another's superiority, prosperity, or success, accompanied with some degree of enmity or malignity, and often or usually with a desire or de with a desire or an effort to discomfort or mortify the person envied. That is Saul. Saul, um, that's oh, King Saul. King Saul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did that the, um, with, with David. Yeah, his whole, his whole time he did that. Mm-hmm. It says, emulation appears first and aims to, uh, to attain to a standing of superiority over another. It says, and when that can, cannot be attained, then envy sweeps in with its tide. When emulation has obtained its aim, it is, it is succeeded immediately by exaltation at the defeat of the foe. And we see that all the time with people racing, people in sports, yeah. all the time. Once they have obtained that superiority, they, they have this, this sweet, euphoric um, glee and gladness in them because they have put themselves above another. This is why playing in those, those kind of sports is, all, is, is, is harmful to ourselves. But people do not see the, the grave danger that they're actually putting themselves in spiritually. It's that spirit of competition. Yes, it's that spirit of competition. And we don't understand that with these simple emotions and thoughts that take place in our it take place in our minds that like you said a spirit comes with it a, a an evil demonic spirit comes with that 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 very um nature with a wrong spirit or a right spirit mm-hmm Amen. Go ahead. Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. That superiority. Mm -hmm. And the world calls it that, that superiority complex. I always think they're, they're better than someone else. But the Lord is showing us the, 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 the deepness of, of, of that spirit and where it begins and how it, it ends. And we are, we are seeing how it ends and how the person, um, how the person reacts with, with them winning or getting above someone. But even in the, the, the small thoughts of just wanting to, to have something that someone else has or, or saying why that person has this and I don't or I have this more than that person, that is the same spirit of, of emulation. It says, when emulation in itself is defeated, it is immediately followed by envy, which being, being enmity prompted by covetousness. It says, wait, waits in secret for an opportunity to vent its malignity, which it itself is 
hatred. It says, it is easy to see in association with variance, emulation, and envyings. There should, there should also appear wrath, strife, seditions, um, a going apart, heresies, a choosing for oneself, and finally, murder, which is but the ultimate of any one of the works of the flesh named in, named in this list, beginning with hatred and ending with murders. So our pioneers say the, the very same thing. Begins with hatred, ends with murder. Begins with, um, with lust, lust, it ends with murder. Begins with covetousness, it ends with murder. All of those, they still end with murder. It's just waiting for the opportunity. We must see the beginnings of the sins that plague within our hearts. We must examine ourselves. Cleanse, our, cleanse the filthiness that is within our, our hearts. And thus, and thus in, in doing so, we put an end to the sin. We make an end to sin and, and um, cleanse ourselves before the judgment um, comes upon us. Okay. Last quote, and then we close. In a bold from GCB, October 1st. It says, character must be developed, not what? Made. Not made. So it must be developed now, even yesterday. We must, we must have started to, to, to develop our characters. Mm-hmm. Amen. It says now is the time for for what? Character building. Now is the time for character building. We have this 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 final time to build our characters, to do what is necessary for us to do so that we can enter into the kingdom. We must build, build, build build, build the sanctuary. Amen? Because the Lord says that we are to be His sanctuary, not the literal building that is, that is done away with. So we must build our sanctuary. We must build our hearts so that um, the, the Lord can dwell within. It says, and when we reflect that, that the characters we are now forming are those with which we, we must stand before the coming King and will be subjected Subjected to his deep, penetrating, penetrating gaze, it becomes us to be careful of our thoughts, words, and conduct. This is what the 2300 brings us to. It, build, it brings us to a character that is reflective of the Son. Amen? It, it, so that we can come to the judgment. It is the cleansing of the sanctuary. What sanctuary? Us. We're the sanctuary that needs to be cleansed because we all um, affirm, affirm to that the whole point of, of the conflict is over sin. It's over being cleansed from our sin, bruising the head of the serpent. By bruising the head of the serpent, we're removing sins out of our, out of our, um, our lives, our, out of our books. So I pray that, that we ultimately do this work before the judgment is to take place. We are not underst we, we are understanding the 2300 for a purpose, and that purpose is to cleanse our hearts. Amen? All right, let's close with a, a word of prayer. Kind Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for how you have brought us thus far, how you have led us step by step in, in, in your ways. And I pray, O oh Lord, that that these things may um, may find deep root within our within our hearts. That we may also do a work of putting away of our errors and our wrongs, so that you may replace it with with um, with your word, and which may may spring forth in in this coming conflict. Please um, forgive us of our past dealings. Please help us in regaining the the time, and I pray that you may wash us clean. Um, even now, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.